Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com here for a surprise podcast brought to you by DraftBus.com. Head over to DraftBus.com for a different kind of daily fantasy sports experience. You can enter the basketball bad boy games where you get points based on steals, blocks, rebounds, and personal fouls. You also have goon games for the hockey fans along those same lines. It is a lot of fun. Definitely go check it out. Show our friends some love over at DraftBust. Uh, as you can see by the title, if you're watching this, NXT 205 Live NXT Spoilers uh, podcast. I asked you guys yesterday what type of content, what type of show you all wanted to see, and it's pretty unanimous NXT. I know a lot of places aren't doing it, and I'm open to doing that if it brings it in. Obviously, all this stuff is on a trial run. We take a look at traffic. We take a look at engagement, uh, things like that, how it performs, how I can handle the podcast if it's worth it to bring on a host or not, because, you know, we do pay our, our hosts on this on this website, Fightful.com. So uh, we're going to take a look at NXT 205 Live and the NXT spoilers tonight. I thought that this was a good, like, a good night to do a surprise podcast. Uh, I, I, I tell you one thing, it's not likely I'll be doing podcasts at 1 a.m. Eastern on weeknights very often. I mean, I'm usually up. I'm usually working and stuff, so maybe. But, you know, I I wanted to uh, do this fresh off the NXT spoilers. Just want to say, I know a lot of people are going to be like, get a co-host, get a co-host. I did message Anna before this to see if she was available. But, you know, it's she's got other stuff to do. So was not available for this one. Um and uh, maybe in the future, if these do great, we can bring on a co-host. But scheduling, a lot of things like that could conflict. But you guys are getting a bit of a, a surprise podcast. Uh, Andrew Doherty says, uh, any New Japan Cup discussion? Not yet. Still catching up. But uh, there, there's going to be a lot of New Japan talk coming up soon. Also, I have a Ring of Honor 16th anniversary coverage and a podcast right after it this Friday. So make sure you guys tune into that. We had 205 Live the other night. Drew Gulak defeated uh, Mark Andrews in the tournament to advance. I like that Drew Gulak, <laughs> he he still has his quirkiness, but he's added a more serious tone since Drake Maverick has, has confronted him about how he turned into a joke. Like, he hasn't completely abandoned the PowerPoint deal, but for as long as he's in this tournament, it's, he's put it on hold. He even said, 
I uh, I haven't even looked at my PowerPoint presentation. I thought that their match was was well worked and solid, and I'm glad to see a Mark Andrews getting getting some play in WWE after his his run in uh, Impact ended ended a little unceremoniously and things like that. And they had him riding on skateboards down the ramp and all that stuff. But uh, I I enjoy Johnny Gargano's work. I'm a little torn on this 205 Live Tag Team Championship rumor that has emerged. I would love your all's thoughts on this. This show will be more of an of interactive discussion. Somebody says, John Bravo discussion. Ain't no chance, guys. Uh, th- we'll, we'll call this our late night program. The thing with John Bravo is maybe he's got some info, maybe he doesn't, but I'm not reporting anything that guy puts out there anymore until he actually releases info. Otherwise, he's just tickling you. And not 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 giving you anything, nothing, nothing. So these uh, rumored two hundred five live tag team championships. I you know, I kind of get it. They don't want the only program for people to worry about as the the main program. But the thing is, they've taken cruiserweights completely off the raw program of late. Now I don't know if that's to, to promote the tournament or what the deal is, but I mean, of course they went with the two Japanese guys. They were like, ah. They're Japanese. Put them together. Uh, I don't know about that. I think that Hideo Itami's value as a he is as a heel, and he's proven that in the past. Akira Tozawa. It remains to be seen where his value is, but we know that he can get over. He has gotten over before. As far as cruiserweight tag titles, I don't like it, and I'll tell you why I don't like it because New Japan's going to be hurting with theirs, and they they've got history behind it, and they have a way to separate it, and they get their divisions over as separate WWE doesn't like I don't see why there would be any problem with Akira Tozawa and Hideo Itami competing against the bar what some size who gives a damn I said it on today's listen you boy if if you're still one of those people in 2018 that's hanging on to the hey I'm watching pro wrestling and I know it's a work but this guy can't believably beat this guy because he's too small I don't know what you're doing Stefan Struve has made a pretty damn good UFC career at seven feet tall, getting beat by guys half his size. That really happens. There were tons of those. Uh, Genki Sudo used to whip people's ass that were twice as big as him. Ikushi Minawa did it in legit fights. So you can't really bring that up now. Ole Sammy Ole says, New Japan has what, three tag titles now? Yeah, that's a bit of a mess, man. And that's why I think they should eliminate the junior heavyweight tag team titles over there is because – Every match on the show is a title match. I got put on a lot of – I'll often talk about my indie experience, and I did a lot of low-level indies, and most of the shows I did were for charitable causes because that's just generally what me and my fight team would do. We we That's just for fun. We're not making a career out of that. And they would try to put a title on every single match, and I'm like, what makes it special? What are you building to? How are you building a contender for your next show – if they are either in a title match, they're either winning a title match or losing a title match. Who's next? So, I mean, at New Japan, it's a little a little easier because all somebody has to do is come out and challenge. But I don't know about this. I would just rather see the Cruiserweight tag teams integrated into the Raw scene. because the, Literally, the storyline for the bar right now is there's nobody left for us. Oh, yeah? Well, what if... Akira Tozawa teamed up with Apollo Crews, his buddy. Why not? Why, why is it going to be Titus and Apollo? I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. 
you know, a lot is made, even by me, about how much things will change when Triple H is in control. And I really do feel that way. I, Based on the things that I've experienced in covering pro wrestling, and I mean, man, it's my job, and I see how certain people in WWE treat other people and the media and production and things like that. I really think things will go in a more positive route when Triple H is in control. However, whoever let this flub with Drake Maverick get through onto the program, go back and watch it, guys. I, I'm sure they'll edit it. They, they need to. Drake Maverick is backstage weighing in Buddy Murphy, and he starts one of his lines, and he flubs his line. And then he runs a countdown. He says, three, two, one, go. He starts a second take, and they didn't edit it out of the show. What are you thinking? How can you let that fly? That that went on their digital, too. I'm like, man, that's not exactly a uh, ringing endorsement of, of what happened, you know, what, what's going to happen in the future, even though I have a lot of confidence in that. But, man, that was really weird. I didn't like that. What I did like was them running at Mustafa Ali promo. Alex Palowski has an article on it over at Fightful.com. Just uh, by now, it's pushed down our list a little bit, but go to our top search bar and hit in Mustafa Ali. He got this great promo on his own, and you know he's he's got a good story already, and he's got the work to back it up, as we saw on the show. Like my God, uh, I, I like that, and I love the idea of Buddy Murphy knowing that this is his chance. It's like. Things weren't going great for him in NXT. He got just taken off TV. Him and his tag partner split, and neither one of them were doing anything for like a year. His girlfriend, even though not in storyline, is not only on the main roster, but she's on the show right before him, like precariously falling onto Braun Strowman. <clears throat> Buddy Murphy's getting cocked a little bit on this program, am I right? I hate to use that term, but that's what's going on. And he is. He has transformed himself, and he's always had great work. He's always had great work. So not surprised to see him put on the type of performance that he had against Mustafa Ali. And he has that look, man, just that that violent look. He's, he's got, like, the teeth, the jagged teeth and stuff like that, and the the shaved really close beard. But he's he's just got something special for that division. And I don't give a damn if the, wor- the weight has worked or not. Who cares? I like that he's found a spot here, and I like that he's made it work. And this uh, Mustafa Ali match was really good. Mustafa worked the arm a lot. And my favorite spot, maybe in WWE this year so far, was Mustafa Ali placing Buddy Murphy face down and and laying his arm across that bottom rope and hitting a 450 splash onto it. That was masterful stuff. This was really good. I'm not ready to go the route of doing a weekly uh, match ratings thing for NXT and 205 Live yet. I'm lucky that I've got the time to do this. Uh, fortunately, a couple of new hires and Pat and Andrew, shout out to them. They've created a little more breathing room for me in, in accomplishing tasks and as an editor. So you guys can uh, thank them for this. And who knows, if this works, this may go on some of our new premium service that we have coming up. But uh, we definitely wanted to try this. But uh, I had somebody asking me if I was going to do match ratings weekly for NXT and... 205 Live, like I do Raw, SmackDown, uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-views, Impact, WWE pay-per-views. We'll get there. I will be doing one for Ring of Honor this Friday, though, and I'll probably release that just the night of, because why not? We've got so many MMA features, like James Lynch is interviewing everybody. So, NXT tonight. 
thought the show was okay. It wasn't like anything blow away. You had AOP and TM61 in the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. I'll say this. I'm glad that NXT is going to be back at full sale. They taped it full sale tonight, I believe. And, yeah, that was – I just don't like the way that it looks at center stage. I just think it looks a lot better at full sale, and I think it could look better at full sale too. But it does look better at full sale. AOP win. That's it's a solid match, by the way. Uh, Anna interviewed the the current members of TMDK, who uh, TM sixty one used to be a part of. But you can check that out on Fightful as well. The thing I love most about Authors of Pain are their hammer fists that they do from the top. Like I'm talking like Donkey Kong and people is what we call it in the MMA world. And that's what you got to do. Not only are these just a couple of big badass dudes. They got the pedigree too. They got the legit background, and that that doesn't hurt. That does not hurt. Uh, that power bomb to the apron. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, if you know, if the guy taking it felt okay afterwards, sure, no harm, no foul. But man, that was ill advised in an opening match on NXT. But it was an impressive spot, and the, the benefit of authors of pain only wrestling once every three, four weeks is that they can do stuff like this and their matches still feel special. Will they have that benefit when they're on raw? I don't know. And there are a lot of questions about that anyway. I mean, like the roster is going to keep growing. Where do people go? There are already people that don't get used. Heath Slater and Rhino on SmackDown in 2016 were one of the most entertaining acts on the program. They can't get on raw a three hour show right now. So we'll see. So I had somebody joke and say, if pro wrestling journalism doesn't exist, who's asking these wrestlers all these questions backstage with their phones out? Uh, it's it's kind of corny. It's good in theory. And it's a, I think it's a, a better way to get where they're going than having like Dasha backstage, like staring off into the distance and stuff like that. But it comes across as corny sometimes. You have done... CFO or Undisputed Era, that is, and Roderick Strong out there. But Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne kind of – they show each other that respect for the match that they have for the United Kingdom Championship. And Dunne is – he's that guy right now that if he's shown respect, he'll give you respect. But unless you show him that respect before, he's just going to treat you like you're scum of the earth. Undisputed Era, Dunne and Strong have a bit of a face-off and Dunne says, Cole, what have, what have you done since you've been here? You haven't done anything. We have a corny-ass Sanity vignette. I did not like this. And I just want to say, I do like Sanity. I think their entrance is just one of the most fun live that I've ever seen. If you haven't seen Sanity's entrance live, it's something that you have to be there, and you have to have like the surround, uh, the surround sound and the, the spotlight and the helicopter and the masks and everything. It's really, really cool live. It's great. Too much goddamn laughing and heavy breathing in this for me, though. Bianca Belair gets a job match. She's got her body language down, man. That's really all I can say. That's what it is. It was it was an exercise in her body language and hitting her finish and her entrance, and she did it well. Lacey Evans cut a promo. It was not that well. She's going to face Dakota Kai next week. Promo is rough. Shayna Baszler kind of runs her off. Hers and... With all due respect to Shayna, I didn't expect her to come in and be such a natural promo. And, you know, I got a lot of connection to Shayna Baszler because 
I'm a Billy, I'm a Billy Robinson, like guy, my, my trainers trained under Billy Robinson and he trained her. So, um, I, I really, I'm a guy who enjoys the work of Shayna Baszler and I didn't expect her to walk in and be so natural at this. And it's because she's, she's not, it's not fluff and it's not bullshit and it's not pretend she's not talking how, uh, how pro wrestlers talk. And the thing is, she's not working how pro wrestlers work either. And it's made her stand out so much in such a, such a quick amount. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park time so i like that too i do think it's hilarious that there are people who pretend to be a fan of wrestling from the old days how it used to be and they'll pretend to hate nxt as if it's like some some indie rific thing it's it's all squash matches barn burners or character building we saw one with heavy machinery back there too Tommaso Ciampa comes out heals the crowd silently like he milks it he's so good at just milking it and he <laughs> grabbed a sign from the crowd and attacked it with a crutch. And there was like a guy in the crowd saying like, man, you're mean. You're mean. I really like that they're stretching this out. They're giving him more time to heal up that injury. Uh, from what I understand, he was good to go in January, but why not? Let him heal up some more. Main event time. Alistair Black defeated Killian, Killian Dane. Tell you what, guys, I've watched decades worth of MMA, thousands of fights, and uh, there are not a lot of crossover guys who throw strikes with the speed, accuracy, and the technique of an Aleister Black. I am every, every time I see the guy throw strikes, and he just switches one little thing up, and he is ambidextrous, like with his kicks. It's real. It's that takes a lot of training to become ambidextrous with your kicks, man. I've been trying to teach myself how to effectively switch kick with my left leg for a long time. That guy nails it, and he nails his finish, Black Mass, every single time the right way. This isn't a blow-away match or anything either, but it was a win that Aleister Black needed on the way to NXT TakeOver New Orleans because Killian Dane isn't a guy they're going to beat a lot, but if Aleister Black beats him, who gets hurt here? Nobody. And, of course, Aleister Black, one of the great entrances, entrance themes in pro wrestling history in my estimation uh dane's offense isn't my cup of tea but i love that spine buster that he hits and rolls into or rolls through and he does the vader bomb like come on how can i hate on that i love guys that, that will take that out of there although gosh i wish i could name name them but 
I talked to a former wrestler recently and I asked him like, I, I remember you using this move and I thought it was cool. And it seemed like a simple move. I was like, why don't people do it? And the guy went on a rant about people stealing his shit. I'm like, dude, you you haven't wrestled in 15 years. What, what's the deal? You're not okay with that? And it was it was an interesting conversation. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe that will be in the premium content one day. But <laughs> I'd like to not burn a source as well. So we'll see about that. NXT spoilers, guys. If you do not want NXT spoilers, get your asses out of here. Get your asses out of here. I am in the middle of watching the New Japan Anniversary Show, by the way. Finishing that up tomorrow, Friday, things like that. But we had the the March 7th taping spoilers. No Way Jose defeated Marcel Barthel. Man, Marcel, or No Way Jose, if his only job for the rest of his career is to be the opening match or dark match guy for NXT, he's worth his money. Because he's another guy that you can't really appreciate until you've seen live. I don't particularly care for his work. But when that music hits, my God, my God, the crowd come goes crazy and they're they're jumping up and down. They're ready. Uh Johnny Gargano attacked Tommaso Ciampa during a promo. We know where that's headed. I'm excited for it. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn defeated Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. Ember Moon defeated Aaliyah, and then Shayna Baszler had a stare down with Moon. Andrade C and Almas attacks Men, uh, Paul Mendo- uh, Raul Mendoza and uh, cuts a promo on Aleister Black. Adam Cole defeated Cassius Ono. Uh, NXT General Manager William Regal announces the introduction of a North American Championship, which will take place at NXT Takeover New Orleans. What do you all think about this? I'm a little torn as well. Like, if I figure if you wanted to establish a another tiered title, you could just go with that UK title. But I, you know, maybe they want that to help cultivate that talent in the UK. I don't know. Uh, Less more of Talking Sheet said that he was upset that a television title didn't get announced. I was like, well, it's NXT, so it's the WWE NXT live streaming, but on a tape delay championship. You can do that. So this North American championship caught the eye of one EC3 who showed up with his name at NXT tonight. Uh, I can't express how happy I am for that dude. If if you all paid attention to my work over the past several years, interviewed that guy multiple times and he's, he's always open to new and different content ideas, which is why I liked working about him, working with him. And the bummer is, like, I'm as happy as I am that a guy like that who worked so hard gets that opportunity. I'm going to get to interview him now. WWE doesn't feed us interviews the way that they do mainstream, like Sports Illustrated, ESPN, stuff like that. So uh, that that is a bummer. But he's going to be in this ladder match, six-way ladder match. Has Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, Ricochet. Ooh, boy. That is going to be fun to watch. It's probably not going to be a lot of fun to be in. But what a match. What a match that is. Dusty Road Tag Classic. Authors of Pain defeat the Street Profits. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne defeated Sanity. Lars Sullivan defeated John Silver. Dakota Kai makes her way out to the ring with the cameras cut to Almas and Black brawling in the back. 
They come to the ring and almost uses a chair to lay out Black. Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Adam Cole, EC3, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet announced for the ladder match. Velveteen Dream defeats Trent Seven. Man, I'm glad that uh, Velveteen Dream is back and rocking. That guy is something special. He should have won Tough Enough that year. Then he asked, why not call it the NXT Intercontinental title? They don't like to do that with the secondary titles. They don't like to name them the same things. That's the reason I was given anyway when I asked this evening. A match between Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane ends in a no contest, and a brawl between the participants of the latter match breaks out. Kyrie Sane defeated Vanessa Bourne. In the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic Finals, a match between Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong uh, and Pete Dunne ends in a no contest when Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly get involved. So here's the deal. Bobby Fish is hurt, looking at knee surgery. That's bad. I love that they're not stripping Undisputed Era of the championship. Instead, what's going to happen is at uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans, Authors of Pain, Strong and Dunne, Undisputed Era, the combo of uh, O'Reilly and Cole. So Cole's pulling double duty. They win the NXT Tag Team Championship and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic Trophy. They Freebird ruled it. I like that. Don't vacate a championship unless you absolutely have to. Or if it is so crucial to the storyline that you have to. Like the stuff they did with Dolph Ziggler a few months ago, stupid, dumb, not crucial to the storyline, didn't help anybody out, didn't make any sense, devalued the title. Made him seem like he didn't want it. I liked it. They made the NXT tag titles look so important that Adam Cole was like, oh, I know I'm in this ladder match. It's going to kill me, but I still want these titles with us. I like it. And um, I'm sh- I haven't been able to talk to a lot of people backstage at NXT yet, but I'm sure that that reflects well on an Adam Cole. Ricochet defeated Chris Dijak, the former Donovan Dijak. So a couple of uh, some nice appearances there. So uh, it's really cool. To, uh, I think they are as loaded as they've ever been. And who knows how how long NXT will be as loaded as they are right now. But we'll see. We'll see how it is. Uh, if you guys missed the list in your boy, that was a lot of fun. I had Punishment Martinez on the show. He, uh, he wrestles Marty Skrull this Sunday on ROH 16th Anniversary. Now, if I do shows like this with NXT and 205 Live, chances are I'll move the the Ring of Honor predictions and talk from that show that I sometimes do at the end of SmackDown Live. I'll probably move it to something like this. It's a little more fitting, I think, uh, as opposed to Raw and SmackDown. But sometimes, to be honest with you, SmackDown just doesn't give us enough subject matter to talk about. If you notice, on Monday Night Raw, we have three hours and the show – Although it's not great, it's generally a little bit better, a little bit more substantive. So we have two got two people on the show because generally we fill up an hour with that. On Tuesdays, it's myself, Anna, and Jeff, none of which are short on opinions. But I do that to stretch it out to our hour, and SmackDown just doesn't give us the subject matter. And I do that for pay-per-views too because we're not talking about a lot of angles. It's mainly matches and breaking down things like that, so... Hey, hot dog. Somebody says Adam Cole's a warrior. Yeah, he is. Andrew Doherty says, I think Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream wins. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I would 
I'm thinking Velveteen Dream or EC3. I think you put that title on a heel at first and get somebody to chase it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, So I'll go ahead, and since Ring of Honor's 16th anniversary is this weekend, I'll go ahead and and make some predictions for this show. Uh, I made them on Tuesday, but whatever. Hiromu Takahashi, Flip Gordon. I think that Takahashi's going to take this, although flips in with the right people, uh, being the elite and the bullet club, things like that. So so he he's in with the right people. Marty Skrull, Punishment Martinez. I, Marty Skrull's going to win. Jeff and I had the discussion of who's next in line as a top guy for Ring of Honor. And I said, Cody just, just lost out on it, and maybe, maybe him soon. You could... And I drew the comparison of the Road Warriors, how Hawk or Animal used to challenge for a title here and there. You could do that with the Young Bucks. They're, one of them are as over as ever. Adam Page will get there, but Marty Skrull's the right guy. And I think he pulls off a win over Punishment Martinez, but that is a super intriguing match. Cody versus Matt Taven. I think Cody gets the win here. Although uh, Matt Taven really showed me something in the last pay-per-view. I did not see for a long time what Ring of Honor saw in him, but he he showed me something. Sumi Sakai, Hana Kimura. Uh, I have to review a, a Tennille Dashwood Women of Honor tournament match soon. That will be up on Fightful this weekend, I would imagine. But I think Sumi Sakai is going to win. Go out of your way to watch the Bonesaw Brooks, Kelly Klein Women of Honor tournament match. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun. And as I said Tuesday, it was a bummer that one of those women had to lose because they were both very, very good. And Kelly Klein's come a long, long way. I talked to her a couple of years ago at an event that I was commentating at. And she was there with BJ Whitmer. Incredibly kind people. Interviewed BJ. That, that was a lot of fun. That was, if, if, if you all want to hunt down a fun interview, I talked to BJ Whitmer. And he's working backstage for Ring of Honor now. Doing a lot of different stuff. And I love to find that out, like how the machine works and what gears are rolling, what gears are grinding. Uh, that one's that one's in our archives, so check that out. Hung Bucks against SoCal Uncensored. With the dissension in the Bullet Club right now, I think SoCal Uncensored is going to get the win here. And Jeff said that they need it more. I think Scorpio Sky needs it more. And the thing is, they like Scorpio Sky. Everybody here in this situation really like Scorpio Sky. And he's just getting like sort of his break. He's He's been around for a while, and I've always enjoyed his work, but he's kind of getting his break. You could argue that being Harold in the anger management skits was his break, but I would expect him to pick up a pin here. Motor City Machine Gun against the Br- Briscoe Brothers. Not a lot of buzz to Motor City Machine Gun's tag team title reign, and I, I'll say that they are one of my favorite tag teams of the last 15 years, especially their TNA work, which was mwah, chef finger kiss, my friends. But the Briscoe Brothers are something else. And as we talked about this week, Briscoe Brothers versus the Usos is a dream match for me. Not a dream match, a dream feud for me. Just the promos those guys could have together. Hot dog. Dalton Castle, Jay Lethal. I think Dalton Castle is is winning this, and hopefully it contributes to Jay Lethal gaining a bit of an edge because he hasn't necessarily had that edge since he had that that run on the top that lasted so long. Guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. It's the middle of the night. It is 1.30 a.m. Eastern, and these shows won't be long if I do them weekly because there's just not – 
as much to talk about in this regard. Uh, I'll have maybe an hour of Ring of Honor to talk about, an hour of 205 Live, an hour of NXT, maybe some New Japan, but a lot of this stuff is wrestling-centric, and I do like to break down the in-ring action. I did train for a long time. I worked with a lot of people, so I could help with that end of things while Jeff, Anna, and Alex help with the stage end of things and the character development things and Jimmy Van helping with the business end of things from that analysis. So I'm going to try to fit all this in. I I try my best to fit it in usually by the weekends, but Thursday or Friday is when I would like to do this show, but tell people about it. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, I'm doing this because you all asked for it. And that's what it's ultimately what I what I aim for. Now I don't know what platform this will be on. Maybe it'll be on Fightful.com. Maybe it'll be on a premium thing that we have coming up. But wanted to check it out, my friends. So uh, head over to Fightful.com. Share our stories. Like us on Twitter. Retweet our stuff. All that good stuff. Thank you guys. Follow us at Fightful Online. Until next time, we are out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park